they built apartments right here in Vancouver Island in Langford. You know, they started out building a 20 unit and they and they built up to, uh, you know, they reached up to 60 and now. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Welcome back. I'm Sarah Larby and you are listening to Where Should I Invest? And we've got another great podcast today. Liza Rogers, real estate investor, developer, and founder of the Women's Real Estate Network. She's a real estate investor and we have a great conversation about joint venture strategies, some insights on that, making the shift from real estate investing to development. We talk about mindset uh, shifts as well to becoming a passive investor and a lot more. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And also we've just finished our first commercial to residential masterclass and it was a success. Students absolutely loved it. I got a ton of great feedback. This was with Ken Beckendam, Lee Polak from Wise Construction and myself. And we took an entire day with 20 investors going through how to convert commercial space into residential and how to really get that lift in equity and cash flow. And uh, it was a great class. We're going to do it again. If you guys are interested in attending, that was our very first one. And uh, because of all of the demand, we are going to launch a few more and I'll probably come back from the cottage for those because they are fun. If you are interested, send me a message on Instagram, investor Sarah Larby, or an email, which is sarah at sarahlarby.com. But essentially what we did is we talked about how to convert in the morning. So we had a, an hour presentation and obviously some, some coffee, some breakfast, and then we had a limo bus. We went to see four to five different commercial spaces and how they could be converted into residential. And then we came back to the office, had some great lunch, and Dahlia Barsoom, the one and only, talked through how these numbers worked on the properties that we were looking at. Now, some are, are properties that we currently own that we're converting, and uh, this is like the burr on steroids. You know, if you like the burr strategies, here's the thing. In this market, at this point, with the rates increasing, singles to two units, even singles to three units don't work as well anymore. The cash flow is not there. So it is important to pivot. And it was about pivoting. Obviously, the birth strategy can be so many things. And, you know, in this case, it's just about doing more complex conversions to get the cash flow, to get the equity lift, and looking at some really cool commercial space and how that could be converted into residential. So this is not a newbie class. This is not for beginners. But if you have some investing experience, maybe you've done a couple burrs on a smaller scale, and you're really looking at taking that next step, this is probably a great option for you. So send me a message and I can send you more information on when we are doing the next one. It'll probably be some time in June. I don't know exactly what day yet, but uh, it is going to be a ton of fun. And Dahlia Barsoom was with us uh, as well. And uh, from a financing standpoint, we walked through all of the different strategies, the creative financing strategies, because these are quite run down empty properties. So it's not a typical bank deal. And so there's a ton of learning, a ton of knowledge, a ton of value. And, uh, and because of that, we are going to host another event on that. So if you are interested, again, send me a message or send me a message on Instagram. Aside from that, let's, uh, let's hear from Dahlia this week on her tip of the week. Dahlia, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. In today's episode, I will continue to share with you how to align financing with your chosen investment strategy. Today's strategy is garden suites or laneway houses construction and refinances. Building a garden suite is a strategy that has gained a lot of popularity over the past few years in some cities that want to encourage densification. 
With permits, you can build a legal, standalone, self-contained unit on the lot. The two common challenges investors face when utilizing the strategy from a financing standpoint are where the construction funds will come from and will they be able to refinance after the project is complete at the higher expected value. Allow me to give you some tips on how to tackle these issues. Let's start first with construction. If you have drawings, a budget, permits, and timelines at hand, one option to fund the construction is through construction financing interest-only loans. The lender would want to see an as-complete appraisal of the project to confirm the value on exit. We can then work backwards from that and set up a construction loan up to 75% or 80% of the construction costs. Some lenders may be willing to go higher if the project is strong. You still have to kickstart the project with your own funds before the lender advances the construction funds to you in the forms of draws. Construction financing is not cheap. On a rental property, it often starts at rates around 8% and comes with both lender and broker fees. A cheaper option would be to utilize any secured line of credits that you have. Having said that, I am not a big fan of tying a large chunk of equity onto one property for a long time period. You may be able to use some of your secured line of credit money in combination with construction financing. Having a large balance of secured line of credits can adversely impact your borrowing power depending on your current financial situation. With respect to refinancing after the project is done, here are some things, some things that are really important for you to watch for. Not all lenders will recognize the value and rents from a garden suite or the laneway house, even if that unit is legal. Therefore, we must plan your exit before we enter the deal. And here is how. Number one, seek your broker's guidance in understanding which lender the deal will qualify for at the time of refinance and completion. Number two, we need to order an appraisal with an appraiser who is on that lender's approved list to confirm what the project is worth at the time of completion. You can't just order any appraisal. Number three, the broker needs to confirm that the lender that the deal will qualify with will take the value and rents into consideration at the time of completion. B lenders, for, ex for example, don't consider these values. If you're buying a property that you will construct a garden suite on, take a variable rate and not a fixed rate mortgage. This way you can keep your options open at the time of a refinance. If you're considering building a garden suite or a laneway house on a current property, or you're looking to exit a completed project, our team at Streetwise Mortgages would be happy to assist you and will guide you through the process so you can avoid the common financing mistakes associated with this strategy in particular. Contact us at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. Awesome, Dahlia. That was great. And thank you again, Dahlia, for joining us on our masterclass, Converting Commercial to Residential Space. I think it's an untapped market. It'll probably be tapped in a few years, but it is about being ahead of the curve, looking into a different sandbox, playing in a different sandbox, not competing with everybody and their brother. 
And uh, I'm excited about these opportunities. So, you know, what are you doing to pivot, right? Are you doing the same thing? And is it working? It's probably not working as well as it used to with the rates increasing and the markets prices being where they are, but find the untapped, less competition area and, uh, and really own in on that. And for us, that's more complex conversions and the conversions to commercial to residential. And of course, I'm still doing my development stuff in the resort, but I, I love this space as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast with Liza and don't forget to leave a rating and review. Liza, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm awesome, Sarah. Thanks for having me on today. Really looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Like you said, you know, it's, uh, we haven't met before, but we're, I'm, you know, I'm sure we've heard a lot about each other, but uh, for my, my listeners uh, and viewers, because I do, uh, you know, post on YouTube as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Liza Rogers. I am the founder of REN, the Women's Real Estate Network. We are, uh, I like to call us a little boutique social enterprise here in Victoria, BC, but we have colleagues, uh, friends and sponsors and partners all across Canada. And we're really focused on helping more women get, uh, get invested, you know, start to realize that if you're not investing in real estate, you're really missing out on something. And once you get started, it's not that difficult. Uh, I'm all about building teams and tribe and having great partners. And we are just clicking along tickety-boo. We bought a bunch of properties last year and we're doing a bunch more this year. And you'll see by my background, I just moved into a house in Victoria that I bought with three partners and we're going to decide what to do with it. We're kind of living in it right now and figuring out the, do we reno? Do we put it back up on the market because the market's so hot? Um, do we take down this wallpaper? <laughs> so having all kinds of fun and, uh, and really, really looking forward to, uh, sharing some great information with your, with your podcast listeners. Amazing. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, we can definitely, we're definitely going to talk about, about women in, in, in real estate. I think that's a, a great topic, but can you first maybe share a little bit of how you got started, uh, in the first place investing in real estate? Oh yes. How much time do we have? <laughs> so, <laughs> So for me, you know, I'm, um, I'm going to be 53 this year. Um, and I am definitely, you know, I'm on the freedom 55 plan. I want to be retired and spending more time in Mexico and traveling, uh, when I, when I retire at 55. Um, but you know, at 40, I, I had a background in tourism and events and I had worked on cruise ships and traveled around the world, but money was never something that was important to me. And so I was just having fun. I, I kind of joke with people and say, I retired early and did all my traveling in my 30s and then hit 40. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to rethink this for my retirement. So started doing the research about, you know, how am I going to catch up at age 40? And the answer over and over and over again was real estate. Uh, so I learned as much as I could in a short period of time. And then strangely enough, went off to Australia again, uh, came back. And that was when I really dove in, uh, moved to Victoria, BC. I hadn't lived here before, realized that Victoria wasn't really on the, the radar yet. Like it was 2014 and prices had kind of been flat for a while. So I'm coming back with the eyes of being in a global city like Sydney, Australia, and saying to the people in Victoria that I was meeting, you guys have no idea what's going to hit you when this island is discovered. And it just started happening. So got some friends together, 
started talking about the importance of getting invested in real estate now while we still could. And what I realized was that so many women were not even thinking that they'd ever be able to get into the market. Uh, and so I, I found a couple of young ladies, we bought a property. And then uh, as we went through that process, other people were saying, how are you doing this? Like, you've been out of the country, you have a part time job, and you're, you know, you're, you're investing in real estate. And I said, well, I'm learning by fire hose. I'm learning as much as I possibly can. And I'm sharing as much as I can, because they say the fastest way to learn is to facilitate and to teach. And so I just went straight from learning to sharing uh, and doing and taking action. And, uh, and now here we are, you know, five years kind of after I started Ren, when I've got lots of partners, we've got members and we've got multiple properties uh, and we're just having the time of our lives. And we're, like I say, some of us are on the Freedom 55 track. You're much younger than me. You're probably on the Freedom Now track. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. I love the story. And, you know, you're right. Sometimes it's about trying to figure out, you know, where that next opportunity is that hasn't completely been tapped and looked at by every single other investor, though I will say in, in 2022, that's a little bit tougher than it, it used to be. You know, I started in 2013 investing in real estate as well. And I used to have, you know, the ability to actually get uh, an offer accept accepted for, you know, less than it was actually listed on the market, probably within, you know, a day or two of them listing. And I was still able to negotiate some things and, you know, gone are those days at this point in time, though, that that could change in the future. What strategy of, of real estate are you mostly focused on? So mostly I would say, I mean, I've been, I've tried a lot of different strategies and part of that is my personality. You know, I, I love partnerships. So for me, things that involve partners, joint venture partners are, are what I really love. The key thing that I'm working on right now uh, and that I'm really enjoying is uh, development. So, you know, not something that a lot of people want to jump into, but I've got 145 acres in Souk that I'm developing with two partners. Uh, and that has just been an incredible journey to take a piece of raw land that was very, very poorly logged and left in terrible shape uh, and turn that into something absolutely beautiful that people from uh, across Canada are getting excited about. Uh, and then I've got partners who uh, we've bought a, a lot up in Campbell River and we're likely, um, we're working through the process right now, likely going to put um, 12 or 13 townhouses on it and, uh, and have some townhouses for sale. Um, a couple of things that I'm really passionate about are the, the whole co-housing, co-living and co-ownership movement. Uh, and, and people who know me hear me talk a lot about uh, what I call the BFF mansion. So the best friends forever mansion. It's kind of like the none of us that are my age are going into a retirement home. So we're buying our own. We're, you know, we're buying our mansions in Portugal and Mexico and Victoria and Toronto, and we're setting up, you know, the, the golden girls palace. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. So, so definitely, um, you know, strategies involving partnerships, doing developments. I mean, you know, and yet here I am sitting in a flip. So I, I always tell people, you know, don't do what I did. Um, focus on one or two things, maybe at a time. Uh, because it is, it's really hard to, to, to pick a number of different things. And when you first get started, you know, you're so excited about getting started and you get pulled in all different directions, but 
you will have much better luck, even though luck really has nothing to do with it. You'll have a much better journey if you kind of pick one or two things and kind of stick with that. So I would say, you know, development uh, and the whole um, co-living, co-housing, co-ownership model are, are my favorite strategies. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I do wanted to ask you a few questions about development because I, I just got into it this past year as well. I'm, I'm building out a, a cottage uh, resort on some land. We're going to make theme them and uh, have each one, you know, have a different theme inside. It's going to be nice and upscale, um, like you, some, some townhouse developments and, and a, a couple eight plex buildings uh, as well. So how did you go from real estate investing, you know, this, the, one to four units or whatnot flips and, and, and all that good stuff into development. Like what was the leap that, that did it for you? So for me, there's a couple of things. The, the major thing are, are the people who were on your team. I mean, this is what I talk about all the time. I would be nowhere if I tried to do this on my own. It's all about the people you have on your team. And I think because of the way I jumped in with not only investing, um, but looking at organizations like RAIN, the Real Estate Investment Network, and REAG, the Real Estate Action Group, and Keyspire with uh, Scott McGillivray, and, you know, Fan Merrill in the U.S. with Fortune Builders. Like, looking at a lot of these kind of early uh, adopters that started these real estate investment trends, seeing what they were doing, and seeing, you know, that you've you've got to have great people on your team. So right out of the gate, you know, getting the, the right lawyers, the right accountants, the right mortgage brokers, um, and, and, and having those people on your team and building your network. Like for me, I've always been um, uh, big on networking and building community uh, and, and finding great team members, no matter what I'm doing. Um, you know, having worked on cruise ships and worked at Olympics, it's all about the people that you're working with. It's about the people you surround yourself with. And, you know, when you work on cruise ships, you're a kind of joke. And I say you're, you're 30 seconds away from your ex-boyfriend, <laughs> your new boyfriend, your best friend and the captain. So you're being watched <laughs> at all times. So you really need to uh, make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're keeping on uh, in people's good books. Uh, working closely and respectfully with people and and really building that team. So for me, that was definitely, you know, hands down the thing that is the the thing that has able enabled me to just traject at a at a much faster pace than I had thought I would be able to. Um, and and listening to your team. You know, it's one thing to have a team. Um, it's amazing how many people don't listen to their accountant or their lawyer or the person who's telling them not to over-renovate that flip or not to, you know, maybe buy that winery because a winery is a hobby when you're getting started, not an investment. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's having the team and, and listening to it and, and being, uh, you know, one of the things I always say is don't be afraid to be the dumbest person in the room right? Be in the room with a whole bunch of people who know much more than you and ask lots of questions. And that's, that's how you grow. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals and Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome, Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you can partner with somebody that's got, you know, many years of experience currently in in doing prior developments and has a track record, especially at at that level. I mean, a a mistake on a residential property, a mistake on a burr, a mistake on a buy and hold is is usually forgivable. I would say depending on which market you're at, probably in two years, you know, a, a big mistake can even potentially be wiped out. Uh, but once you make a mistake on, you know, development, I mean, it's definitely much greater rewards, but it's also a much greater risk along the way. Mm-hmm. And so you do want to have the team uh, of experts that have done it, you know, even from an accounting standpoint, even from a legal standpoint that have worked with other investors and other development projects in the past. Yeah, exactly. Or, what are some ways that you're structuring your, your developments? If you don't mind sharing, like, are you bringing yeah, investors? Yeah. I mean, you talked about JVs and how you like partnerships. So I'm assuming there's some kind of partnerships in there. Absolutely. So yeah, so so using that development uh, and that team as a as a as an example, you know, one of the first people that I partnered with, uh, Sherry Krause, she's a local realtor here. She's a key spire preferred real estate agent. She's a, a seniors advocate. She's a former tax accountant. And her and her partner and husband Rick Hugendorn, who we call uh, Rick Toria, um, they built apartments right here in in uh, on Vancouver Island in Langford. You know, they started out building a 20 unit uh, and they and they built up to, uh, you know, they reached up to 60. And now, you know, they uh, I think they're up to four four apartment buildings and they partner with other builders and they partner with other uh, people. And so learning from someone who has done it, has the background, has the experience and has the team in place. I mean, those are the the people that you want to partner with. So uh, we we structure those in a corporate structure. our last uh, development um, that we're working on is in a general partnership, limited partnership structure. So we have our four general partners who own the business, and then we have our limited partners who invest uh, in the the investment. So, for example, if we're going to be building, um, let's say, a twenty-story apartment building, uh, we'll put it out to investors now. Um, of course, you know, without getting into too much detail, because these are the kinds of things that you want to talk to your accountants and your lawyers about. 
Um, but depending on how you're structuring that, you might have to do an offering memorandum. You may only be able to offer it to friends and family and close, uh, close business partners, people in your circle. Uh, we know that uh, there's been some investigations uh, from the FCC recently. I'm sure we've all heard about that. So you do not want to take the risk, uh, certainly with your own money and even more so with your investors' capital. I mean, these are people who have worked hard and are trusting in you, your team, your organization, your credibility, your knowledge and your venture, and you don't want to mess with that. So you want to make sure you structure these properly. Uh, and when you're doing a 20 unit or 30 unit or however many unit apartment building, you want uh, a corporate structure uh, with protection built in. So we, uh, you know, we, we've, we figured uh, from our lawyers and accountants perspective, the, the general partnership, limited partnership structure was kind of the gold standard. Um, and of course, having it all in our own corporate name. So we don't own in our personal name, uh, we own in our corporate name. So our businesses own part of the business and, and then it goes uh, goes deeper and deeper from there. And that's for protection uh, for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's likely many different ways that you can structure it. I mean, that that GPLP structure, I think, is, is a, you know, a fairly common one. But again, like just having that conversation with a lawyer that's been, you know, doing a lot of these in the past and, and an accountant and and other professionals on the team will uh, will definitely help because, you know, you don't want to be promising certain returns and giving these returns to anybody that you don't know and, and screaming it from, you know, all of the social media platforms. Cause that's how you get in a lot of trouble, right? You know, exactly. it, it's one of those things that you've got to tread lightly and you want to just make sure that you, you dot your I's and you cross your T's cause you don't want to be, you know, getting yourself tied up with, uh, you know, any of those securities, uh, you know, issues at that exactly. point. Exactly. And I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, real estate investing is, you know, it is risky, right? And, and you don't, you know, I love it when people say, oh, just trust me, right? It's like, that's a red flag for me. So if someone says, just trust me, you know, when, and when people say, I trust you, I say, I don't want you to necessarily trust me. I want you to trust the paperwork. So I want you to look at the disclosure statements, look at the look at the general partnership agreement, look at the shareholders agreement, look at the joint venture agreement, look at your partnership agreement, you know, all of the documents that you have, you want to review those with your own lawyer, if you're if you're an investor investing in something, um, and not just, you know, trust the person who's saying trust me. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, uh, that's those are those are dangerous words. And, and especially in this time where so many people are getting excited about real estate investing, because really, if you're in Canada and you're trying to get ahead, is the job going to get you ahead? Is, is, you know, is Bitcoin and, and crypto going to get you ahead? Is the stock market going to get you ahead? Like what is going to get you ahead? They all have risk attached to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and you need to know what you're, what you're investing in uh, and, and not just handing over your money blindly um, and saying, you know, I, I trust you, like yeah, <laughs> trust yeah, the paperwork. For sure. What, what is like one key thing that you learned going into development that you didn't know before? Oh my goodness. One key thing. It's hard, hard to say what one key thing is, but I would say um, the, the most important lesson that I can share with people um, is, you know, the, the first thing is that if I can do it, I really do believe that anyone can. 
um, because I do not have an accounting background. I don't have, I'm not a mortgage broker. I, I, you know, my passion is events and travel and tourism. So if someone like me who can talk to you about, you know, wineries and Olympic events and traveling all day can, can become a developer, uh, then anybody can. So, so my, my tip would be if it's something that you're interested in, but you're a little bit afraid of, get over the fear because, you know, look at someone like me who, who's done it and, and doing it and, and in the middle of it and, you know, has written the book and, and, and talking about it. So, uh, you know, get, get in there, you know, become an action taker. 5% of the people who listen to this call um, will actually do something, right? So find, find the people who are going to help you to take that next step take action, get going, and then just surround yourself with the people who are actually doing it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's some great insight. So you mentioned book. I think you have a book as well. Can you tell us about that? I do. I do. Look, my, my copy, the one that's got lots of uh, dents and dents in it. <laughs> so I wrote a book with uh, nine other women from across Canada, and it's called From Ordinary to Extraordinary, and it's success stories from women investing in real estate super proud of how it turned out all of the stories are so different and so unique um you know everything from investing in the us uh to investing um in apartment buildings to becoming a private money lender um to you know doing your first development and and buying a property like i say with my with one of my partners you know who hadn't done anything in real estate before and she goes out and the first thing she does is buys 145 acres of land um and uh all yeah as i say all of the stories are so different and and so it's so inspiring right i mean we've got people from all across canada who have really been open and vulnerable and and who all started from a place of how how am i going to improve my life the life of my family the life of my friends and the life of my community and all of them realizing that it wasn't going to be a job it was going to be real estate and so they all found that in their own unique ways uh, and they've all talked about the journey that they've been on and what they're doing now and so it's just been an amazing process to go through you know writing a book uh, getting it published getting the whole, you know, Amazon number one ranking and all of those categories that we're all chasing now uh, and getting to know these women from across Canada who are just such great inspiration. And, and uh, you know, we, we love the guys too. And there's lots of books uh, from, uh, from all the men in our world about uh, how they've succeeded in real estate. Um, but we really wanted to, to share it from a woman's perspective because women do invest slightly differently. Um, and, uh, and so it's nice to, uh, nice to be able to share their stories. Yeah, that's amazing. It, it sounds like an awesome book, and it's always nice to to hear you know success stories from from other successful people. You mentioned women invest differently. Can you share a little bit more about that, or, or what you mean, or how they invest differently? Yeah, yeah. So as I was going through the information that I was gathering for the book, there were a couple things that were information that I knew, but it kind of was cemented because of the research that I was doing. So the data globally shows that when you invest in a woman, 60 to 80% of that money goes back into the community directly. So it goes into the daycares, it goes into the local stores, it goes into, you know, into the actual community. 
And the data shows that with men, 80% of it actually stays in their pocket. So it's a little, it's weird. I I don't, you know, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing that women just have this tendency to invest in community. So the other part of that is that by investing in community, when women are, and I mean, I'm generalizing here, right? Like this is not a hard and fast. This is a, you know, data showing that, you know, there are some slight differences. Women are the nurturers, we're the caregivers, we're the caretakers. And so when we're doing a development or doing a flip, we're often not looking at just the bottom line. We're looking at, uh, you know, how can this be improved so that it's going to be more useful to the entire family, not just one person in the family. how can we provide housing for people that is going to help better our community? I mean, we all know that there's a housing crisis, you know, not only in Canada, but in the US and, and around the world, there's, there's, there's a housing shortage around the world. And so the, the, the municipalities, the provincial governments and the federal governments aren't able to fix it. I mean, we know what that's like. So it's up to developers. And a lot of people, you know, we just got painted with a brush the other day with our souk property. You know, some woman came on and said, oh, developers, you know, you're all, you should all go to hell. And like, you have no idea what we're doing. You have no idea who we are. So people can't just paint developers and, and, and house flippers and investors with the same brush because we're actually, for the most part, trying to improve the community. And that's why we are trying to get more women on board because the data does show uh, that they do invest differently. They do improve the community and they are looking for more than the bottom line. Um, And one of the things that I love to say is that women are actually driving the real estate market. And so this is an easy thing to kind of validate, because if you ask any couple and you say, okay, so who made the decision when you bought your house? 90% of them will say, oh, yeah, my wife did, you know, because she's looking at the the size of the bedroom. She's looking at the school that the kids are going to go to. She's looking at you know, how effective the, the kitchen is going to be, how easy is it to get to the laundry room, um, how much closet space is there, right? And, and when you talk to your guy friend, they're looking at the garage, the man cave and the garden. You know? <laughs> and again, I'm generalizing, but these are the kinds of things that, that we hear. So women are definitely driving the market and more single women are buying now than single men. And that, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but it has a lot to do with the fact that less people are getting married, more women are driving their own bus in their own career decisions and realizing that they're not gonna wait for a man as a plan. They are taking the bull by the horns and they're saying, I'm ready to buy a home, I'm ready to get into the market. And that's where some of this joint venture opportunity comes in because you you don't have to own a home on your own. I mean, this place that I just bought, I bought it with three other women. Uh, And we may all decide to live in it one day or we might, flip it that you know not not uh, not known at this point but it's great to be able to to uh, you know share the risk and share the reward uh, and then I say after that then you get to share the R&R the rest and the relaxation so <laughs> yes women are definitely a big part of driving the market now they have to move beyond um, the 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 residential market and start to get more involved in investing and and uh, and 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 more women are actually becoming developers it's really exciting to see and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors 
Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well-versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done in complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have. You can also reach out to him Instagram, which is at Blackjack Contracting Inc. And like he says, he knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives. So when you have Blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So guys, 100%, I recommend Blackjack Contracting. I will say that Finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the birth strategy. And now back to the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, even just in the last 10 years, I, I'm seeing more and more women and I don't know if it's just because, you know, we find each other and then we become friends and all that stuff. But it seems like there are more women doing it and not necessarily, and, and taking the lead even on investments. Like, I mean, I, I can think of many of these days where, you know, the husband or the boyfriend does something different or maybe they're by themselves, but like they're all into investing. And yeah. I don't know if we were, you know, we've, we've come a long way, I think in the last 10 years, maybe it's from interest or, or whatnot. Like, what do, what do you think is, is leading the change of invest investor women looking at, at buying real estate more so than, than residential? Well, I think, you know, part of it is, is literally, and you said it, it's how far we've come, right? I mean, when I talked to my mom, you know, at probably a 40, it was still a challenge for her to qualify for a mortgage on her own, right? You'd go into the bank and the first thing people would ask you is, is your husband going on this mortgage with you? I mean, can you imagine a, a man walking into a bank and, and the bank manager saying, is your wife going on this mortgage with you? I mean, that's not even an experience they would have to talk about. But women, credit cards, right? Like how many women don't have their own credit cards? We still know women who don't have their own bank accounts, who don't have their own credit cards, who have, you know, let their partner manage their whole financial life. And oh my gosh, like ladies in particular, you got to take take control of your financial future. It doesn't mean that you, you have to like sock it away and hold it to yourself, but you have to have an understanding. Uh, and so that whole understanding of our role in being responsible for our finances is new. I mean, it's 40, 50 years old, if that. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we, uh, we, we are seeing that, change that that you know freedom kind of created and we're seeing that kind of exponentially 
uh, grow from, okay, well, now I know how to balance my checkbook and I have my own credit card to now I'm going to buy my own home to now I'm going to become a real estate investor or I'm going to invest in the stock market or Bitcoin or, you know, whatever women are investing in. But we are so much more involved um, in our financial picture um, than, than we were 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And it has just, you know, it kind of went along like this and now it's gone like this. It's just shot, shot yeah. upwards. So it's really exciting to, uh, to see. And young women, mm-hmm. I mean, have to get involved. I mean, when I look back and think about, gosh, if I knew what I knew now, you know, I know we all say that, but if I knew in my 20s um, that maybe taking my RSP money out and spending it on a one-year sabbatical in Australia wasn't the best for my financial future, no regrets because I had the time of my life, but you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe do a little bit of both, maybe put some aside for your, your gap year and your travel around the world plans, because let's face it, the location independent and the remote working is just going to become, you know, more and more and more uh, attractive. And the reality of that borderless opportunities is, is only going to get easier, especially for Canadians, because we're welcomed in so many places. But you know, young women, as I say, in particular, have to get, uh, get their financial future planned, right? It's, it's not always going to go to plan, but you have to start thinking about it. You've got to start that roadmap uh, and start, uh, start planning what, what your future is going to look like, because you don't want to reach 55 and not know if you're going to have enough to retire. Like, and so many people in Canada are in that boat. They think they're going to win a lottery. That's actually a fact. They're like, literally they state, how are you going to retire? And they say, well, I'm hoping to win a lottery. And it's that. I think I I read somewhere that you have a better chance. The odds are better for you to get hit by lightning twice than to actually win the lottery. So, but it is, it is quite unfortunate, but I I think it, it is interesting because a lot of like my, my friends, you know, that are not investors per se, like they're just not, they just don't enjoy it. But I think it's just a matter of a mindset shift. Like even if you don't like the brick and mortar or the paper investing, you know, stocks and, and all that stuff, like it's about, you know, do you really want to be working till you're 65 years old? Yeah. Really, like what if something happens and you get sick and you can't work anymore? Like what is going to happen? And, and it's about thinking past the you know, what you're investing in or that you don't enjoy it. And it's about, you know, taking some control so that you can have the freedom or travel or do all of those things with the money that you don't have to necessarily earn, but you can earn more, you can make it in your sleep and you don't have to trade your time for it. And I think exactly. it's about that mindset sh- set shift to, you know, creating your freedom and, and taking your time back to do what you want to do. And it's probably not anything to do with investing, but like, that's the vehicle. And, and you're, and you're right. When you talk about the mindset shift, right? Like that, that is so much about what we need to do. I mean, it was definitely a mindset shift for me. It's a mind, a mindset shift for most of the other people that I talk to. And, and uh, yeah, you don't have to do a flip. You don't have to become a developer. You can be a passive investor and you can be a private lender and lend your money out and get anywhere from, you know, six to 20% on, on your money. Um, and your lawyers and accountants can do most of that paperwork for you. But like you said, I mean, do you want to reach a point in your life where you don't have enough to hop on a plane and go somewhere and fly and travel? I mean, for me, my life has always been about wanting freedom. Uh, I've never been driven by money, right? It's let, it's, I don't care about how much money is in my bank account. I care about the freedom to be able to get on a plane and go to Mexico and spend a month in Mexico, 
right now, the only way that I still know how to do that is to have money in the bank to be able to afford to do it. So if, if that's kind of the thing that you want for your future, to be able to travel, to be able to have friends and family join you, to be able to go to concerts, to be able to live a, a full life, then currency, you know, paper money and <laughs> is still really the way that we do it. And, and for me, the easiest way to, to earn that has been through real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Liza, thank you for the insight. So the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. So I'm going to ask you five questions. You're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Complete Properties. If you need a great property manager to help you in the Niagara, Hamilton, and Burlington markets, reach out to Margaret Cameron at 905-920-7886. She can also be reached at margaret at Complete pminc.com via email or the website completepropertiesinc.com. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Number two, this is not necessarily related to real estate, but if you are a podcast listener, do you have a favorite one? Oh, oh my gosh. Lightning round. Oh, Everyday Millionaire. Patrick Francy from Rain. I love that one. All right. Number three, what do you do for fun aside from anything related to real estate or work? Oh, travel for sure. I mean, I just spent a month in Mexico, swimming, 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 ocean, ocean, ocean. Yeah. Very nice. That's an easy one. (laughs) Number four, if you lost all of your assets, all your money, all your real estate tomorrow, how would you start again? Uh, I'd rebuild my team and just, you know, pick up and, and start again. I'd probably cry first and then I'd shake it off and say, okay, well, I've done it before. I can do it again. All right. And last question, number five, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend they spend that money? Talk to your peers, find out what your peers are investing in and uh, find out what your accountant, your lawyer, uh, and your, uh, your mortgage broker are investing in. And if you have not joined a real estate network yet, join one immediately. <laughs> Amazing. Liza, where can my listeners find out more and reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So they can find me. It's really easy. It's ren.club. That's W-R-E-N dot C-L-U-B. The book information is there. Uh, There's information about what we're up to. uh, We're just updating the opportunities page to show some of the new uh, investments that some of our Ren Club members are doing this year. And uh, info at uh, ren.club is the easiest email. So that's just info at ren.club. You don't need the .com. We're a club and we got the dot club moniker. So we're ren.club. Amazing. Thank you so much, Liza, for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. Sarah, so awesome to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, really uh, enjoyed chatting with you today. And I need to get to know you more now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons, and at the time, they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away, and eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that, and the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked, and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? 
Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.